Greetings, boys and ghouls, and welcome to the second episode of Freaky Fridays, proudly brought to you by those two sons of bitches that bring you rad every Saturday morning from 8am. As I speak to you in my best Barry White voice, I'm proud to uh, bring you another episode from our wonderful collection of spine-tingling horror, love, and stuff. This week's episode is a great one. We talk about a recap of our experience at Oz Comic Con, both as punters and as panelists. That's one word, not two. Panelists. And uh, we also talk about this week's horror movie, The Shed. Definitely check it out. There's a bunch of cool stuff that we talk about throughout the episode, a mutual love for each other's creative works, and uh, just a admiration and appreciation for those in the comic book and cosplay community that uh, congregate for conventions like Oz Comic Con. Again, massive shout out to Oz Comic Con for uh, putting on the thing you do so well and uh, providing a platform for indie creators to have a chance to speak as well. I think that's fantastic and we hope that you guys and gals keep that up. This episode is proudly brought to you by my very own Freak Productions, www.freekproductions.com. Go there and pick up some of my sweet uh, creative uh, literatures, my novels, my Furies trilogy, Freakenstein, as well as my Freakenstein comic book series. Uh, there's three parts of a six-part series there for you. Uh, Sales pitch over. Let's get on with the episode. Hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. It's the cool thing to do, as any good podcaster will tell you. And uh, enjoy this episode. Turn the lights down low and ask yourself, do you dare enter the shed? Freaky Fridays, coming at you And likewise, the man himself also. What's going on, man? Ah, uh, nothing too thrilling. I just um, finished reading the first two issues of a really good horror comic. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you might have heard of it. It's uh, what's it called Frankenstein, Frankenstein, <laughs> freak, Franken, Frankenstein, or something. Fra- Frankenstein. Freaking Schneiden? <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Bring it on, man. What, what's what's the the lowdown that on that one? What, oh, what dude, do you I, no, dude, seriously, I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. It's it's so fucking punk rock and awesome, and I fucking I love the whole concept of like you know freaking sides put together with like members of the band. I thought that was fucking just so fucking cool. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, no, it's 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 such a good time. Oh, thanks, dude. That's awesome, man. Um, now I'll, the checks in the mail. Seriously, like I'm good for it. <laughs> now, now you can be now you can be honest. Now that we're recording, that's oh. that's good because I'm hurting for money right now. <laughs> I feel your pain. Um, oh, cool. I'm glad you dig it, man. And um, yeah, and you like the the monsters in there too. Like the zo- you, Do you like my version of the, the, the zombies? 
Oh, dude, I thought everything was fucking rad. I thought it was oh, cool. so cool. Like, yeah, it was it was just fucking great. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I dug it lots. Oh, thanks, man. I I'm a, I'm especially fond of issue two with the Mountain Dew monster. Because <laughs> that I like the the the, bo- the 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 thing that just fucking killed me. Like, and yeah, I, I know I am a sucker for fucking toilet humor, but the balls on the wear deer. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, that was that was just such a Wolfman's Got Nards moment. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, I, I when when you mentioned that, now that I think about, it, I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hadn't actually seen uh, Monster Squad, Squad prior to that, so for me, it was it was m- my tour manager always saying, "Kick it in the dick," you know. <laughs> so there, there's really a lot true story references in there throughout the comics so it when i say it's based on true story it's legit it's on true story like except for the monsters and i got that vibe from it man i was like i'm reading it and i'm just like this is i i bet there is some shit in here that these crazy fuckers got up to on tour oh yeah yeah like <laughs> that's the thing man I'm, I'm following it all uh it actually it'll follow the course of the whole no <laughs> that's so rad yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, I'm glad you did. Hey, you know, while we're talking about um, rad creative um, ventures, let's talk about yours a bit more because you, you announced last episode about um, your comic book, but now you're sort of letting a little bit more out of the bag. So Yeah, yeah. No, we're working on nailing down all the character designs and stuff at the moment. And the sketches look sick, dude. Dude, Adam is just so fucking good. Like every everything he fucking turns in, like everything yeah. he sends to me, I'm just like, I fucking love this. This is yeah. just amazing. Can you hear that noise in the background? I can, I can. That that is that is my insane old lady of a cat digging at her water fountain for water. Dude, I that's... I thought it was a dog for a minute. No, no, that's that's my fucking cat. Like, is it? A, it do you have a cat that thinks it's a dog or something? Well, I, I used to, but he's, right. he's left us now. So now I've just got, so got two. I've got, that... I've got the young, insane, crazy floofball and the grumpy old lady. So Wow. And the grumpy old lady, for some reason, just beats the shit out of her water bowl. But uh... <laughs> That must do wonders for your sanity. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great fun. Like, middle of the night. Like, dude, it, that's the thing, man. It's like, I, I, you know, this is, this is why I can't be scared of paranormal activity. Because it's like, every time I watch those movies, <laughs> I'm just like... You know what? None of you fuckers have owned a cat because you wouldn't have even gotten up in the middle of the night if otherwise. Like, you yeah. just would have heard a weird noise and gone, oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, for anyone wondering what that noise in the background was, that was my cat being insane. Shady, I love you. You're mental. Um, we'll get back to that one in a minute because I do want to <laughs> ask you a question on a side note about that, but let's continue about your comic book. Yeah, dude. So Adam's just turning in all these great sketches and like, yeah. you know, he's just at the moment, we're just trying to nail down um, the look of the characters and um, you know, what the werewolves are going to be like. And he's dude, he's doing such cool stuff. Cause he's like, you know, um, he's like turning, turning his sketches. He's like, I'm going to make this guy's like head a little bit rounder as a werewolf to like differentiate between mm-hmm. the two of them. It's so fucking cool. It's Dude, like, yeah, like seriously, legit. Adam's um, line is just, they exceeded my expectations, but I knew like based on reading the awesomeness of your work, I, I knew that the sketches would complement what you 
beautifully. Oh, yeah, dude. And I mean, like, you know, he, he turned in some, um, cause the story, um, of the comic, I was not going to say movie, but the script, but it spans like from the seventies through to now. So it's like, yeah. you know, 40 to 50 odd years. Well, when I wrote it, it was only 40 years cause it was like mm. the start of the 2010s, but, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna flesh out maybe a little bit more of the script since we're in comic form now. So it's like I can do a little bit more stuff because it's like, yeah. well, I don't have to worry about a runtime or budget. Yeah, but um, how do you find that, the, the? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. How do you no, find no, no, the, no, no. how do you find the transition from going from that film writing to comic book writing? Has that been a comfortable move for you? It's pretty, I, I kind of feel like it's pretty similar. Yeah. Um. But the cool thing for me is I tend to overwrite my scripts a lot. Like, I, <laughs> I tend, I, well, you've fucking read it, man. It's like yeah. you could beat someone to death with that thing. But um, I tend to go into a lot of detail and shit. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is it's like, you know, for a, a film, like, you know, you're usually like looking at like, you know, a page a minute sort of thing um like you know one page of movie script is equal to one minute of screen time yeah. so you know when you when you got like a 250 page epic you're just going fuck mm-hmm. they're gonna cut the shit out of this but with the comic it's like well it's like you know one entire page of my like description of action and shit like that is like a fucking panel that's or, so cool you know, or a splash page or something like that. So it's really cool, man. It's like, oh fuck. Well, you know, I can I can expand this a little bit more if I want to. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm, re- the, I'm really the, excited. The seventies the sketch for Murph, which is one of the werewolves. Um, yeah, I just looked at it, and Adam's like, you know, oh yeah, I kind of based that off Pete Steele. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm loving it. Lots. That's so cool. Like. You know, <laughs> and yes, a typo negative reference in my comic book. Oh, no, please twist. Oh, my no, don't, no, no, stop. Oh, the humanity, yeah, right. <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah, no, man, it's it's coming along really well. So, um, yeah, we've we've knocked out, um, like we've got a couple of cover ideas and that that we're sort of working towards and shit, and um little bit of promo art and stuff so yeah i think once once adam's comfortable that he's sort of nailed down the um the the you know main look of the characters and everything and you know sort of gets a bit more hooked into like you know what did he he basically said like i just want to like nail down the look and then just draw them and draw them and draw them until i can do it in my sleep oh so wow like, fuck it dude yeah cool uh fuck yeah that's cool but, um, it's really good though, man. Like, I, I, I love, I love working with him because it's like, you know, you can basically say shit like, okay, so in the 80s, I kind of want him to look like, you know, Johnny Depp or Richard Grieco from 21 Jump Street. Yeah, <laughs> cool, done. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And, and like, what about, um, are you going to go, go ape shit with the gore side of things? Like, do you reckon you're going to, oh, dude, yeah, I, I, like, my, my, my plan is like, I want this. Cause it's like, I know in a film I would be limited as to what I can do in terms of like language, gore, nudity and all that. So I'm just like, you know what? I want to just pack this thing like exactly the way I want it out there. Like yeah. just the way I saw it in my head. Like I, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's that, that 
it's kind of like that Clive Barker inspiration where it's like, nah, you know what, man? I want this full of like titties and swinging dicks and blood and viscera and fucking foul language and the whole enchilada. Cause it's like, well, it's like, you know, what if this is my only chance to do this? It's like, I might as well go whole hog. You know what I mean? And like, well, yeah, get it all out there and uncensored. It's like, it's not like I have a publisher or a producer or a studio or someone yeah breathing down my neck going, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. It's like, look, this story was never going to be for kids. So, yeah, um, yeah, I just kind of figure like, nah, man, fucking let's, let's go crazy. Just go for it, man. I dig it, man. And you're, you're staying with the, the same title for the Oh, absolutely. Title. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, Lovely. it's such, everyone loves that title and like, you know, full disclosure, totally stole it from Machine Head lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, that's, that's my thing like honestly dude that is my thing like if if anyone wants to know the big secret of like how jake comes up with titles for his work i just go through song lyrics and song titles and find something that i think resonates and just go yep that's the one wow and, and you got it from machine head lyrics yeah 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 i think it was the lyrics to uh silver off burning red dude i fucking love silver yeah, isn't it? Dude, it's such a fucking great track. You like, know, one of my best friends wrote the riff for that song. No shit. Shit, yeah. A riff. Yeah, dude, that, I, oh, yeah, he was fucking great. He's my boy, man. man. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, yeah. Man, we, uh, he's all, eight... all the love in the world for him. Yeah, well, he he's in the, he got he got a cameo in the Freakenstein comic and. Um... I saw that and I was literally thinking that name. I'm like, is that mm. the dude from Machine? It's got to be. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now he's in Lions at the Gate. And, yeah, dude, like, when we were on tour together, man, he, we were animals, man. We just, like, yeah, tequila and us were a bad combination. It was, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember being on the back of the Il Nino bus one night and fucking him and me just just messy idiots singing gay bar over and over and over and just kept playing <laughs> on repeat. And it just kind of became our song. On tour, we just every opportunity we play it, man. So that is so weird because I literally had danger high voltage stuck in my head. Oh my god! For some fucking unknown reason, dude. How underrated is Electric Six? They're fucking great, man. (laughs) I, dude, I remember the first time I saw the video for Gay Bar, and I pissed myself because i came home the best. drunk as fuck one night like absolutely just shit canned yeah and i threw rage on and i was just sitting there like sobering up like yeah. you know dr- dreading the next morning trying to drink as much water as i can yeah yeah and this film clip comes on for gay bar with all the fucking abraham lincolns and i'm just like what the fuck am I watching and why is this so goddamn funny and catchy? <laughs> it, it, it's like all of that. It ticks all the boxes and it's just the most provocative clip in the most subtle way. Like yeah. the suggestiveness of every visual component is just so over the top and you just can't help but laugh at it. And it's, Yeah, dude, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like the gerbil, the gerbil, <laughs> is it the gerbil that's going through the tunnel? Like what the fuck? 
Oh, dude, it's that was so my good. that was my favorite. I just was like, dude, this is fucking. Uh, this is gonna be clip of the year, please. Yeah, top it's three. Genius. Yeah, <laughs> but um, dude, oh man, kudos to you with the comic. And um, yes, I had a question for you. Yeah. So you mentioned about the cat late night sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't know. We're veering off topic, but that's all right. But what about like, what, you know, has a wee little Jakester growing up? Did you find yourself like, did you watch a horror movie or a horror TV show and you just found yourself getting up in the middle of the night and by this hearing weird sounds and just being terrified of going down the corridor? Oh, dude, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it, man. My, my, I have, I, yeah, fucking two things, two, two things, man. Like, uh, we just, I think we talked about this on Happy Days, like mm. when we, when we first talked about fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and fucking Fright Night scared the bejesus out of me. Like, Fuck yeah. That fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. I remember, like, like, we, it was, um, <clears throat> quick recap. Um, yeah, my family and I were on holidays and we were traveling. We were like visiting relatives and, you know, all us kids were in the room. It was late at night. The adults were up drinking and smoking and playing cards as they did in the 80s and just letting the kids run amok because that's what parenting in the 80s was. Um, and we were all sitting around watching fucking something and an ad for Nightmare and uh, Nightmare in Elm Street came on. And I remember vividly the scene of Freddy walking down the street with his arms stretched out, scratching the fence. Yeah, dude, scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> the absolute fuck out of me. Um, <laughs> and I was just terrified to move after that. It was like, all right, time for bed. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> after seeing that, are you kidding? Yeah. Um, and I remember, um, it was probably a few years later seeing a trailer for Fright Night on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. Um, and it was just a little bit, it was just that little bit at the end of Fright Night where, like, you know, they cut the trailer up so it's all different fucking bits from the movie, yes, they do. Mm. And it was that little bit from the end where, like, Charlie's looking out, like, they cut it so it's like Charlie's looking out the window with binoculars and then he sort of whips past and he sees the two eyes from right at the end where it's evil Ed in the house. Yeah. And dude, that scared the fuck out of me. I was like, oh my fuck, what if my what if what if my neighbor's a vampire? <laughs> dude, for me it was it I was... mean, nowadays it'd be like fucking cool. Dude, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Uh, immortality and murdering people and not seeing daylight, I can do that, by the way. Fuck yeah. For <laughs> me it was ex- being exposed to Kolchak the Night Stalker and being oh, obsessed yeah. with it. But it was that that episode of the Spanish Moss Murders with R- yeah. Richard Keel playing the the fucking boogeyman, yeah. yeah. Just that that imagery of him just peering through the windows just had me as a kid just going, "Fuck, I'm I'm not going down that corridor, no matter how <laughs> bad I need to pee." So yeah, yeah, Dude, that was I, me. You know what? You know what's you know what's really fun and great about horror is that I still get freaked out by it sometimes. Same, same. Like. If it's I, done well, yes. Yeah, man. Like a few years ago, we were moving house and I was at home alone all day packing boxes and shit. And, you know, I kept a few movies out and I decided like, I'm just going to watch a bunch of fucking demon possession movies. Like I'm going to watch fucking Amityville, um, you know, The Conjuring, Sinister, mm-hmm. like all this other shit. And dude, bad fucking choice. Cause like, Every single one of those movies, you know what happens? 
they move into a new house and the house is all fucked up with ghosts or demons or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, man, and I'm packing boxes and I'm watching it and this dawns on me and I'm just like, this was not the smartest choice you've ever made in your life, Jake. Like, and I just like fucking freaked myself out. Of it. I'm just like, <laughs> oh shit, I don't know, fuck man, I don't know. Like, do I really want to move? You yeah. really, you really blew that one, buddy. <laughs> oh, dude, it was just like it's like, oh yeah, good move, genius. Like, yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Hey, um, dude, uh, so we had a bit of fun on the weekend, didn't we? Oh, dude, it was so great. Like, mm. oh, hanging out at Oz Comic Con. Shout out to Oz Comic Con. What a wonderful job what? you cats did. Guys, yeah, what a great turnout. Like, yeah, congratulations to him, man. It was, uh, I couldn't stop singing praise for how, how good it was, you know, for as small and compact uh, in the convention center as it was, um, you know, for, for its first time coming back, man, it kicked goals. Oh, dude, man, you could have chiseled the smile off me and mm. my girlfriend's faces by the end of the day. Like, yeah. I was just, I did, I was just smiling all day because it was such a great turnout. Everyone there was so friendly and just welcoming and just fucking good vibes, man. It really was. You know, the thing is, it's like so many times you just get used to like the ugly side of fandom, like on the internet. Like you just, you know, you, you, you see so much like just, shitty behavior like you know people oh fucking all the vitriol and yes yeah oh fucking superman's son's gay and batman's a black guy and yeah and you just get so used to seeing like the ugly side of it and it was so nice and just so fucking great to go there and just see everyone just having a good time just everyone expressing their love for all this shit that we are so into Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it was just like it was so great. And I've never been to a con before. Like I've never been to one before. Are you serious? I'm, yeah, man. I've always wanted to, and I've always talked myself out of it because it's like, oh no, if I go to the con, I want to have a shitload of money to spend and rah rah yeah, rah yeah. rah. And so you know, big love to Kim for organising oh, yeah. this and you know making me go to one, even though I was pretty much stony broke. Um, and I did, I didn't spend a goddamn cent except for like food and drinks and yeah. had a blast. That's fucking sick, man. You know, it's crazy because like, I, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Cause like I've been to quite a few cons over the years, but, um, that was my first Oz comic con. So I was completely impressed with the layout and how they ran it and everything it was so efficient, but man, just like, uh, yeah. Shout out to Kim for, making possible our Saturday like that. That was huge. Like, yeah. Um, for anyone not in the know, um, Jake and me, uh, were part of a panel for, uh, being writers on the obscure files, a little TV show type thing coming soon to eyeballs near you. As I believe I said a few thousand times, uh, like, but uh, also the bike club movie that Kim made as well. So yeah, it was really cool. Like it, it was, it was both yours and my first time at an Oz Comic Con, but also being part of a panel. How, yeah. how, how was that for you, man? 
I oh, dude, it was. I mean, I I um my my big takeaway from Comic Con was dress more comfortably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm on a panel. I should like you know dress a little bit formal it's like fuck man i should have just showed up in a fucking band t-shirt and a pair of jeans um (laughs) because i was like oh you know i should i should probably like you know dress a bit proper and stuff or as proper as i get which Mm. is pretty much what i was wearing (laughs) proper as i get um but yeah it was like you know because well it's brisbane so it's hot as balls anyway Mm. um and yeah it was like you know and then you've got the nervous sweats on top of that so it's like yeah I'm sort of like, you know, going, oh, fuck, man, I should have brought some deodorant with me. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping my roll-on's holding up. Um, and if that's not holding up, I'm hoping that cologne is, like, you know, managing to, like, <laughs> mask any, you know, stank that I may be emanating. Um, but, yeah, man, it was, it was good. Like, I wasn't really, I, I was a bit nervous, but then I was like, oh, no, this is cool. Like, you know, like. Kim's here, like they'll be picking on her more than me, and yeah. um, you know, you're moderating, so it's like, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? If all else fails, just you know, push the focus back onto the rock star. He's used to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was good fun, man. Um, like, yeah, I couldn't believe Kim was like trying to get me to moderate this thing, and I and, and I've done a little bit MC before, but it was just like, oh, okay, this is this is um a little bit out of the ordinary for me considering i haven't done it for so long and yeah it was it was a it was a fun experience and yeah i mean had a bit of fun with kim and of course couldn't help but have fun with you mate well dude i mean you know (laughs) before before i say what i'm about to say next i do have to give big props to you because you steered the ship really fucking well man man. even when the power went out like you managed to keep it rolling (laughs) keep it fun keep it light like it was just like you know the show must go on yeah yeah you 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 did really good oh cheers man yeah but um you did even better in the fact that you and i were like probably less than a foot away from each other (laughs) And we managed to behave the whole time and not act like the dickheads that we are. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know what? You know. Sorry. You, there was there was this one part where you and me are just looking at each other, just like, just with our mouths, just kind of squirming words, and it just reminded me of Wayne's World. Um, funny that we talked about. You know the bit where they're going and five, four, three. That was you and me. Yeah, mouthing the the quiet numbers. I I just couldn't stop laughing internally. Yeah, was... for, for anyone that saw that, we were probably mouthing it because we were actually swearing at each <laughs> other, but didn't want anyone to hear it. Because we made a no f bomb uh, promise to each other. And yeah, yeah, sort of... yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're probably just like mouthing, "What the fuck are you doing? I don't fucking know what you're doing." <laughs> Oh, dude, it was, it so was for anyone, anyone that picked up on that, it would have been hilarious. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool, you know, because um, I don't know if people were laughing out of sympathy or what, but it, there was some genuine um, laughter amongst the audience. And I was actually really stoked with the turnout for the panel. That was really dude, it cool. it was great. I was like, I'm like standing up there, like when I answered my one and only question, thank God, because it was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like mentally rifling through and like, okay, have answers prepared, have answers prepared. <laughs> Don't stand up here and look like a moron. Or you less did of well, a moron. Man. Less you of a moron. Well. Um, and it's just like, oh, I only get one question. Cool. Sweet. I can cover this. Um, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, dude, I'm sitting up there. I'm just like, fuck me. It's kind of, there's people standing at the back. It's almost like standing room only. Like, holy yeah. shit, how did this happen? Mm. But such a great turnout. And I'm so happy for Kim, man. Like, yeah, yeah like, it was she, great. She deserves all the success. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because I really wanted to, like, sort of get in there, but I didn't sort of find a way to work it in naturally. That's like, I've seen Bike Club and it's really fucking good. It is, <laughs> eh? Um, like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, know. I, oh, dude, I, I thought it was really good. Um, and you know, I just think that like, she did such a great job with it and, um, yeah, shout out to Josh. If he's listening, like, dude, I wanted to hang with you and have a bit more of a chat and stuff like that. And you look fucking rad. Um, yeah, Josh yeah, looked amazing, dude. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was on so fire. fucking cool. Yeah, like yeah, and I, I could just, tell he, the poor guy was nervous as well. Like, I mean, it, you know, it, it is terrifying. I mean, it, fuck me, and I, you know, I, I still get stage fright. Like, I, you know, I've played in front of thousands of people, and yet I get up on a panel and I'm still shitting my pants. You know, so <laughs> I sympathise with everybody on the panel that had the same look of terror that I was feeling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the good thing is like for us, it's like we, we're, we're like you and I, like we're probably both used to talking so much shit about it. Yeah. 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 It's like, uh, okay. As soon as I get the first few words out, like the, the bullshit gear will take over <laughs> and I'll just, just keep running with it and hopefully remember not to swear or, you know, say anything. Off you did well. I'm very proud of you, Jay. I'm very proud of you. You did really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I sort of got home and Bees is like, you know, oh, you did really good. Did you swear? No. Nah. Oh, do you want to get fish and chips? I'm proud of you. I'm like, <laughs> it's, Let's go get you a reward. treat. Like, what is this? I'm not Scooby-Doo here. I don't get a Scooby snack. Hey, hey, you're the one that watching Scooby-Doo in the morning, dude. So, Well, yeah, know. I was wearing Scooby-Doo socks. So. Yeah, exactly. Which so. leads me into one of my other favorite things is I got a photo. The cosplayers, man. Yeah. Fuck, dude. There were so many cool ones. I Wasn't literally there? could have, like, I could have spent the entire day just roaming around hassling people for cosplay. I actually nearly left off stage at one point because I saw a guy dressed as Ghostface walking past. Yeah, and I, was I like, saw that. Damn it, I want to get a picture with you. Yeah, that was cool, man. There was some. I, I was really, really stoked with the. Um, that's one one thing I'm always stoked with co- conventions, but with this one in particular, was the amount of cosplay was great and i never look at any of it and go oh that's shit i just look at it all like these are people that are stepping out of their comfort zone and embracing their nerd within to the nth degree man it was so uh, that's one of the things that i really loved about it like i got a photo with a guy dressed as wolverine because i saw him dancing yeah with a bunch of girls in the dance-off scene yeah i'm just like i fucking love that no one's afraid to like look silly or just, everyone's just there having a great time yeah and just you know embracing their inner silly no one's standing there sneering at them or being no. too cool or no, any no, of that no one shit. gets judged like, yeah everyone's just having a blast and, and it was so fun to see i loved it because it's like it's one of the few times in a person's life that you can go and be publicly accepted no matter how old young um what size body you have yeah. Gender, yeah any of that bullshit is out the window you you 
we are all nerds in the same yeah. hub, in yeah. the same bubble, sharing one love. And oh, I dude, think it's yeah. the greatest, the greatest, most euphoric feeling. I, I saw, I saw same sex couples walking around holding yeah. hands, and no one awesome. saying shit. Like, no, it was fucking great, man. Bearded dudes in drag, you know, like yeah. in, in in Sailor Moon it, outfits. And you shit. saw the Pokemon guy. Yeah, dude, it was <laughs> awesome. Was he was on the train with us. It was so great. I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome. But, man, good on them all, man. Like, yeah, dude, I know for a lot of these people, it's that thing they look forward to most, and especially after the last couple of years. Yeah. They've, they've really looked forward to this moment. Like, it's it's kind of like their Super Bowl moment, dude. So, yeah. um, yeah, shout out to all the cosplayers out there, man. Fucking yeah. you guys. Oh, guys, you guys, guys did an awesome rock. job. You, you made... You literally made my fucking day. Like, did, you guys were awesome. Did you see the really cool, um, was it Resident Evil? I want to, I, I could be completely wrong, and please forgive me if I am. There was um, a trio of goth kind of lady. With the chick on the stilts? Yes, the chick oh, on the stilts. Yeah, dude, I got a photo of her. She was amazing. Dude, that, like, I, I don't know. Part of me wants to say Resident Evil, but I'm probably completely wrong. It's probably I some think anime. It was. No, I think it was the latest Resident right. Evil. Um, Dude, it was brilliant. Yeah. Like, brilliant attention to detail. Oh, she was fantastic. And I saw her walking around later on at normal size. And mm. then I, like, turned a corner and she was back up tall again. So I'm just wow. like, have you, like, fucking pneumatic stilts in that thing or what? Like, how the hell are you doing this? That's incredible. Yeah, it was It was good. Mm. And I loved all the stalls. The stalls were great. Um, King's oh, Comics, yeah. man, those guys are weapons, dude. Like, you know, they they came all the way up from Sydney and and uh, yeah, court and yeah, it was. Oh. That, that, did you did you look at the King's Comics stand before the old school comics? Like, I had a quick look through, um, and I was just like, holy yeah, shit. I was saying, take take me away from here, yeah, now. yeah. There um, was there was a Hulk. Uh, I I think it was a early '80s Hulk, Incredible Hulk with Wendigo on the front, and I was like, "Oh, Jake, if you were only here right now." <laughs> yeah. The funny thing was, I was sort of going through and going, "Oh, wow, I is that what that's worth?" Yeah, oh, I've got that at home. Cool. <laughs> and um, put that one in the bank. Yep. It's just like, oh, okay. At least I know if I get really poor. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> stoked because I picked up, uh, today I picked up a copy of Spawn 300, which nice. I I was badly kicking myself thinking, oh, fuck, I missed out on this. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny because, <clears> like, <throat> I hadn't bought a Spawn comic in ages, excluding Gunslinger Spawn and King Spawn. Mm. But regular Spawn I hadn't. And I just... I, I missed the train on the 300 and I just thought it was such an iconic moment. And I remember buying number one as a kid. So I was like, fuck man, I just want to go back to that place again. Now I really yeah. do. And <laughs> thank you, Kings comics. You do goods. And I, I got myself a copy at a good price and um, yeah, I'm happy fan. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Unlike, um, you know what I did see? Morbius, number, Morbius number one. Oh, the, from the nineties. Yes, midnight yeah. yeah, I was like, I used to own this once upon a time. Oh man, I've got that. I've I've got I've got Morbius one through to I want to say sixteen. What? Um. Yeah. 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 
I used to have everything up to about 25, but I either lost them or lent them or sold them yeah. years and years and years ago, like towards the end of the 90s. Yeah. And I was really, really lucky enough um, probably about two or three years ago now to grab the first – someone was selling like 1 to 16 on Facebook Marketplace wow. really cheap, and I just grabbed them. And so now I'm like – Okay, now I need to get like 17 through to about <laughs> eight or 29. How long did this run for? 33 mm. issues? Okay, 17 through to 33. So I'm just like fucking massively on the hunt for them. Yeah. But um, man, uh, there's so much cool stuff there. To, like, I was, we were walking around, like me, me and Nexi were walking around. And we're just like, we got to bring B to this. We got to bring yeah. Lulu. We got to bring John. Like, because it's like we're just seeing all this stuff that all the other people in our lives would just fucking love. Yeah, like, you know the t-shirt that t-shirt stall with like all the band t-shirts, right? T-shirts and yeah, stuff. that was, was cool. Like, Fuck, like I would just like I would like literally just get B in here, hand mm. him the credit card, and go, mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, man. I I um I had a really good time going up and down Artist Alley. I oh, I love I love Artist Alley. Some of the art was phenomenal. Like yeah. I'm just looking at stuff and I'm going, I have no wall space for this, but fuck, I would buy it. Like, yeah, there was some great stuff, man. And and I found myself talking to a lot of the writers, um, some of the horror writers and that and yeah man everyone is so cool dude like it's such a community man it really is yeah that's the thing man like that is the thing for me it's like even if like there was shit there that i wasn't interested in everyone was so cool and so friendly yeah and i was i was a bit sort of trepidatious at first because it was like you know seeing all the people in cosplay and stuff and i'm just like oh fuck like what's the protocol here? Is it okay yeah. to ask them for a photo? Like, yeah. I don't want to annoy them. Um, but then I saw this, this chick, like she would have been all of about like maybe 19 or 20. And yeah. she was just like sitting down on the ground with her friends and she was in a Scooby-Doo onesie. And I'm just like, oh, okay, dude. I got to get a photo with Scooby. Yeah. Like, and I just rolled up and I'm like, look, excuse me. Can I get a photo with you? You are literally on my socks. And that she's like, so oh cool. yeah, sure. And, after that, man, it just seemed like everyone, like all the cosplayers, like love getting their photo taken with people. Oh, they like do. I, they I do. feel like it's a compliment to them. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like their rock star moment for the day. Man. Yeah, they, they just fucking they can't get enough of the camera. And yeah. and every five minutes, someone someone different wants a photo with them. And fucking good on them, dude. Like for the amount of work that a lot of them put into the costumes. Oh man, they deserve yeah. it. They really yeah. do. Yeah. Even like I saw, I saw. Did you see Doc Ock? Yes, brilliant. That was such a good costume, and like you could tell she made it at home herself. Yeah, and it made it, it from scratch. So great, like it yeah. wasn't like. I mean, you know, you see some of the really like there was a Boba Fett and Mandalorian cruising around that were like so high end. Yeah, it's just like, absolutely. Fuck! Did you guys walk off the fucking set or what? Like, yeah. But that's the thing, man. It's like whether whether it's like the really high end stuff that they've obviously spent a lot of bucks on, or whether it's like some kid making a Doc Ock outfit at home with like cardboard and shit and some string. They're all so good. Like, oh yeah. And um, I gotta say, every Red Hood that I saw, kudos to you guys oh, for walking yeah. around in that weather in that gear. Yeah, fucking. There, there Dude, was some I saw, deep commitment. Yeah, bro. I saw a guy 
who had a brown leather jacket with a hood, which I have in my wardrobe. Oh, um, man. It's a Connor leather jacket. It's wow. a fucking nice jacket. Right. But, dude, in winter, you sweat wearing that yeah, thing. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. And dude. Homeboy's cruising around his red hood with that jacket on and the yeah. full tack gear and everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I salute you. Yeah. Because you must be like, you've either got ice packs like loaded through that thing or you're sweating your ass off <laughs> I did spy one guy sporting uh uh Riddler Batman movie um outfit as well. Oh really? And, um, I didn't see I was, him. Yeah it was it was like a slight glimpse but I was just like dude your commitment I applaud you. It was Yeah I saw I saw a few Batmans. Um I, I got a Freddy I got a photo with a Freddy Krueger who was cool. great. Um, I saw two Freddies. One was like Jackie Earl Haley from the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. And I'm just like, dude, you've done a great job on your costume, but I'm avoiding you on principle. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jackie Earl Haley, Freddie, if you're listening, but I was going for classic Freddie. <laughs> that's so cool. I tell you, man, like that's the thing about the great thing about conventions is that you can count on there's a staple selection of pre-standard cosplay that you will see, you know, hands down like you always see a batman um yeah. you'll always see a supergirl or a <clears throat> superman you you basically see all the token characters yeah. and horror wise you'll always see a, a freddy or a jason or even a leatherface to a degree so did yeah. you see michael i missed michael but there, there yeah, i saw I had... two michaels there yeah, was one cool. michael there dude and i swear man this guy was doing such a good job I wasn't sure whether he was lost or whether he was doing it deliberately, but he's just like in the full get up. Like he's kind of got the, the fucked up Halloween kills mask on with the, like the birds and stuff. And he's got like a hand bandaged up where he's lost the two fingers. Yeah. But he was just doing the slow Michael walk from the food court area all the way back in. And I'm just like, is that guy lost or is he doing that deliberately? And I just came to the conclusion. I'm like, now nah, he's got to be doing that deliberately because that's too fucking mm. cool to be a coincidence. That's the other thing too. There are some guys, that, and, and even girls, that are so committed to their character that they're like, especially the, the some of the guys that I've seen do Michael, they are yeah. so committed to it that they don't carry around bags or anything like that. They walk the walk of Michael. Yeah, all day. It, dude, it's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's great. And I, again, kudos to anyone out there that, that um, gets into cosplay mode and, you know, the, the level of commitment and dedication is oh, man. exemplary. It's amazing. It is yeah. absolutely amazing. And honestly, like, you know, I'm sure you guys get a shitload out of doing it, but man, as, as a civilian, like mm. you just make our fucking day. Cause it is for me, man, it's literally like fucking everything I love about Halloween. Yeah. Like, in a convention center. It really it's just is. Like, you know, I get such a charge out of seeing the kids rock up to my house for Halloween in their costumes and stuff yep. like that. And this is just like, oh, this is like Halloween, but I don't actually have to get off the couch <laughs> and do any work. I can just yeah. sit here and enjoy it. Well, um, the great news is that uh, Oz Comic Con, I found out, is back in September. Oh, nice. At Brisbane Convention Center. So... Nice. Yeah, it's great. I mean, this was the return. Uh, I wonder if I wonder if they want to invite two 
relatively roguishly charming podcasters along to do a panel on you know, how awesome it is to do a podcast. After the weekend that's been, I would not be surprised if that was possible. So, <laughs> mm, I hope you I will. <laughs> but, um, yeah, will dude. Jake and Jesse be going to Comic Con? Tune in next Stay week. Tuned. Same rad time, same rad channel. Stop walking um, around the mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we got Supernova on the Gold Coast in two weeks. Um, that I'll, I'll be at for Freak Productions. Um, nice. I'll have a table. So, um, yeah, I'll be the, the noisy, nerdy guy. Um, it'll be great. But um, it, it's it's exciting, man, because conventions are coming back. And yeah. slowly things are coming back. And it's a good time to be alive again. So Yeah, well, like I said, man, I, we were just like walking around. And I was like, fucking, whenever the next one of these is on, or whether it's Supernova or whatever, like mm. next one, one rolls mm. through Brisbane. I'm just, I'm texting everyone. Like, I'm texting Lulu. I'm texting B. I'm just like, you're fucking coming. Yeah. There's so much shit here you would love. Like, there's so much fucking anime stuff you'd love. There's so much yeah. horror stuff, band stuff you would love. Like, fucking, you're fucking coming next time. I don't care if I'm, the, I'll pay for everyone. I don't care. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, it's, um, it's worth every penny you spend going oh, to the dude, event. Yeah, and like you said, you, you spent bare minimum on food and drinks. And you can actually do that. You can go there yeah. and you can actually pick up a ton of free shit. Yeah. Um, by going around to all the stalls in Artist Alley, um, you can you can collect yourself a sizable um, portion of free shit. Yeah. And um, it, it's, yeah, look, you don't have to go spend Or you can a wait until you're money. on a panel and your buddy shows up with a bag full of stuff for you from his production company. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, that may not work for everyone, but it worked for me. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It was, it was cool. It was very, very cool. Um, but yeah, man, I was Comic-Con. I'm so glad we did it. I have zero regrets other than... No, um, man, none, none. And yeah, like, like, yeah, it would have been great to go there, like, cashed up and walk out with a bag full of shit. But I didn't, and I still had, like, the greatest fucking day. Like, yeah. it was just such a good time. And our panel was so much fun. I mean, I'm so happy for Kim. She she fucking owned it like a boss, and yeah. uh, dude, the the yeah, the news about the grant was fucking oh, awesome. Dude, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, for dude, like, yeah. it's great, and and it was wonderful finally meeting the cast as well, man. Like such a good bunch yeah, of people. Dude, the cast are just great. I really like it's, and I was because I was talking to um, uh, Sam who's playing yeah Moss. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and lovely um, yeah, guy, man. Yeah, such a nice guy. Like everyone, everyone was nice. Like I didn't get a chance to chat to everyone. Um, yeah, but I mean, I wish I had. Mm. But like, yeah, it's just like as a writer, it's so cool being able to like you know because it's like you know now you're sort of thinking about like oh okay like you know this is who I'm I was writing about for. To ask you and about that. Yeah, yeah, yep. like That's what it's I got. really cool. Um it was exciting to make that connection in person with these people because now you kind of go, well, we know these are the actors, yeah. but you kind of get a feel for, I don't know, just the mannerisms of them. And yeah. it, I yeah. feel like it'll help us as writers when we get back into the script. Absolutely. I mean, mm. I always like to write, like one of the things that I find really easy to do is once I know someone um, is to like write with their mannerisms and speech patterns in mind. Mm. Um, cause it's, it's, there's nothing worse than like, you know, you're 
trying to force like dialogue that doesn't sound natural to the way people speak. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, like it was just really, really cool to be able to meet everyone, have a chat with them and, you know, get, get a sense of who they are and be like, okay, cool. I can, you know, sort of tailor some of my shit to, you know, who you are. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, shout out to Oz Comic Con for like the, the fact that they created this opportunity for indie creators to have a chance to be heard on such a platform. I thought that was one of the most genius fucking things ever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So good. Like, so good. seriously, I was like, you know, I know, I know shit's tough with getting guests with it, you know, obviously with the international restrictions and all the rest of it. But dude, like the fact that they, they've identified and realized, Hey, you know what? We've got amazing talent right here in our backyard. Let's fucking, yeah. let's get them out there talking. And, uh, man, it was just, it was great. I got to sit in a couple of seminars and just listen to some indie creators, just spill the beans on their passion. And yeah, it was inspiring. It really was. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So yeah. Good weekend had. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah, such a, such a great. Yeah. It's this whole week's been awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's good. It feels good. Um, speaking of box of goodies, you, you know, you referred to, you know, that, that lovely little package you got on the weekend from a certain fellow writer, but I'd like to talk about the box of goodies I got from a certain other writer as well. Um, who keeps on giving it is isn't it but there was i i watched a a certain dvd from said box after much um hassling of have you watched it have you watched it have you watched it yet (laughs) well jake guess what i fucking watched the shed and i fucking loved it dude wasn't it great yes it's such it's it's man it's like hellfest it is such a like un it's unknown yeah it's like such an unknown little gem. And I can't even remember how I got onto that movie. I Dude, think I'd never heard of it. I saw a trailer for it on something. I can't mm. remember what, because it was obviously a piece of shit that yeah. I saw the trailer on. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, Hey, that looks really cool. I'm going to give that a watch. And I looked everywhere for it. Couldn't fucking find it. It wasn't on any streaming platforms. And, um, it, well, yeah, I saw it on DVD at JB one day and it was like eight bucks. Wow. And I was like, you know what, man, fuck it. I'm going to throw the eight bucks on it. If it's crap, I can, you know, give it away at Halloween or yeah. resell it in one of the horror groups or something. There'll be some lunatic out there that just buys absolutely everything horror, like, no matter like how that. good or bad it is. Um, yeah, that's cool. And, um, yeah, so I... Dude, I watched it like one night and I was like, this is fucking great. Like, this is absolutely great. And I didn't even realize when I got it, like what the monster was. I mm. thought it was just like, oh, it's a kid has a monster in a shed movie and you yeah. know, uses it to take out the bullies and stuff like that at school or whatever. Like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I didn't realize what it was. And like once you get towards the end, the influences start becoming very apparent, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was, um, it was a welcome surprise, man, because I didn't know what to expect. I like, I didn't even read the back of the cover. I just went with the element of surprise. 
and I, I knew that this movie and, and meant me something to you to watch it. Yeah, well, because I knew I knew it wasn't going to be shit. Because I mean, you were like, you know, you have exquisite taste, and we share the same love of many of these movies. So I knew it was going to be good, but it was such a welcome surprise of how good it was. Like again, like Hellfest, it was a real breath of fresh air. It was like, uh, it was not over um overdone with the monster but it was just such a good story of you know victimization and bullying yeah it was very real topics in a in a in a horror movie situation and well, uh, i, re- I, I really i really love that like well one i love that it's set in the 80s but i also love that like until a certain point you can't really pin down what time period it's set in that's where I was confused too for a bit until I saw the Walkman and I went, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, the, walk, the Walkman is what like went, oh, okay, yep, no, 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 it's cool, got it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's such a great movie in terms of, and it really feels like, it not, it's not just set in the 80s, like to me, it feels like this could have been made in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because it really does that that horror thing of the eighties where it takes like some sort of, you know, real world topics like, you know, bullying, um, you know, like domestic violence and stuff like with yeah. the lead character and his, his grandfather. Yeah. Um, and, you know, weaves that into a really good monster sort of horror tale. Like, you know, the fact that he's getting bullied at school, like, you know, there's this chick that he's into that, you know, he just keeps fucking up talking to her and stuff like that. Um, and I loved the best friend. Yeah, he was cool. I really liked him a lot. Yeah. And I, I love that moment where, and I, I felt like it's so relatable because it's like that moment where he just like sees what's in the shed, sees the results of what it can do. And you can just see that moment where something in him just turns yeah, and almost breaks. And he's just like, fuck it we're using this to fucking get some payback yeah it 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 brings to mind that uh that uncle ben saying from spider-man with great power comes great responsibility so you've got you know you've got the 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 main guy on one hand saying uh we've got to control this thing and then you've got the best friend just going nah fuck that let's get some payback yeah 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 and it was just like man i just felt it was just such a great like double like uh you know viewpoint of like i don't know what the fuck i'm trying to say but it's like such a great showing of like the two sides to that opportunity yeah that moral dilemma was great. yeah yeah and the bullies were great too i like that they were just those typical you know scumbag bullies that, yeah but um, they did such a good job with it like that lead did. the lead guy was really good man that, yeah that he was awesome bully. He, he wasn't was like fantastic. Yeah, like, he, like was... he wasn't dumb or nothing. He was like legit good. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, just the way he just beat them around and stuff. And and I like the way that, you know, they got a bit of payback back on him, you know, with the main guy beating him. Yeah, that was cool. That moment when he snaps in school was yeah, like that was awesome. really well done. Like, and I love yeah. the blood. The blood in that moment was super cool. I yeah. Was, yeah, it was yeah, it was well done. Um, and I was quite surprised, actually, just the transition, like, from the start of the film into the rest of the film. Like, 
how it just started to give us the, you know, okay, here's the introduction of what's going to happen. And, and you don't really sort of hear much about that till later on in the film mm. with, um, and I can't remember the actor, but he's so recognizable. He's like a well-known actor. Um, I'm pretty oh, sure from yeah. TV, you know, the guy I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I want to say like eight, um, two and a half men or something like that. But he's from, from TV shows, but yeah, he's been on a lot of stuff and, um, and I'm, I'm such a putz for not thinking of his name, but, but yeah, like what happens to him at the very beginning, it just, you kind of go, Oh, okay, cool. This is off to a flying start, but then it just goes to yeah the the fucking the main guy the main character getting bullied by the granddad and you know going to a fucking high school that he hates and all the yeah. rest of it yeah yeah well it's kind of like hellfest man in the sense that like i i and I, i'm a sucker for movies like that i love good character development yeah before we get to the gore yeah absolutely um, like i i can't i can't go either way like i can't go like okay, no character development or gore because it's just like, well, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm, mm. you know, yes, yeah, your gore is impressive. Like, mm. your effects are amazing. But if I don't give a shit about the characters, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. But then it's also, on the other hand, you get some horror movies where it's like, it's all character development and nothing else. And it's it's, like, yeah, it's like yes, you tease. I understand the horror is people and their emotions. I get that. You know, I live that shit every day. Yeah. I feel yeah, like you I'm, almost I'm want to say. Hu- I'm human and I'm a piece of shit. So I get yeah. existential dilemmas. Like we all do. Like, can you throw a monster in here? Like, I don't yeah, know. Just I, I, I chuck just, a fucking mummy in there or something. I don't know. I almost feel like, you know, they're all going to say the same thing. Oh, but our budget. It's like, well, no, no, no. I think it's just your lack of creativity. Um, It's like, dude. Pro tip, um, and I'm no expert on making movies, but for fuck's sakes, dude, if you're going to put a movie out and put a horror stamp on it, for God's sakes, give us some horror. Well, like, yeah, man. It's like, you know, when you get, um, when you get like monster movies without a monster. It, it's yeah. like, oh, it's a werewolf movie, but there's no actual werewolf. The werewolf's on the inside. It's like, no, fuck off. The werewolf yeah. is not on the inside. The werewolf should be sprouting fangs and big, long, pointy teeth and running after people trying to bite them. Exactly. Don't give me that fucking bullshit because yep. that's fucking crap. Yep. Um, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, look, if fucking Lon Chaney can do it in the 40s with like a fraction of the money that we and capabilities we have now, you can do it now and you can do it well. That's it, man. That's exactly it. And to, to attempt it is better than to not attempt it. Well, exactly. And it's like, you know, man, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, filmmaking tip 101, if you're going to do a monster in a suit and it's not that great, just learn from Alien, learn from every other person that's been there before you, do it in the dark. Mm. Like little bit, little hints of lighting, bit of KY jelly for drool or whatever like that. You're golden. Like don't do the fucking... Asylum and Asylum, no shots at you. If you want to pay me to write Sharknado 5, I'm there. Um, but don't do the thing where it's like, okay, I have a really bad special effect and I'm just going to throw it in broad daylight for everyone mm. to see. Like, don't do that, please. Yeah, it's, it's very, 
it's very silly and mm. you know as as an editor friend of mine says darkness hides a multitude of sins <laughs> it it really does man and it yeah. it, it just adds the it adds to the aesthetic of the shot well, as well and it gives it atmosphere man like it, it really does. does like i mean alien taught us that the thing taught us exactly, that exactly dude like jaws like, yeah dude like yeah, all jaws, that jaws is the biggest lesson ever in in addition to being one of the greatest films of all time it's like hey the fucking shark isn't working don't show it and make it look like crap just fucking work around it i thought that was one of the most genius moves in production it was oh, like man, right you know, rather than throw in the towel, they went, fuck it, change a plan. We're going to shoot this like this. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, that set a whole new standard for filmmaking, in my opinion. Oh, dude, absolutely. Like, yeah, there there is a reason why Jaws is fucking Jaws, okay? Like, well, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, I mean, so many great shark films have been made since, but you, you can't deny that it's the goat. It really is the it, it is, dude. It so is. It's like, you know, that that the the cast, the music, like it, it's one of those things where it's like it, it is a walking fucking advertisement for like, you know what, sometimes your limitations make you better. Yeah. Like 100%. it really is. But um but yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing with the shed. It's like, dude, it's like there's so much great character development. But so much cool stuff with the and monster. It's, and it's in an isolated location. Like, they, they didn't really do too much in the way of location shots. I think there was, what, maybe four primary locations? If that's... Yeah, like, that's the thing, man. And and that's another, like, another great, like, obviously this flick did not have a massive budget. No, no. Um, but it's like, you know, a few overhead shots, like, you know, him riding to school and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was A cool. couple of street shots, a couple of shots of the school you know, the, the suburban sort of surrounding area where he's living, which, you know, you kind of got the impression was like way on the outskirts of town anyway. Yeah. And it's golden. It's just like, no, okay, we're, our scene is set. We know exactly where we are, where everything is. Like, let's go for it. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we could start. I think, you know, look, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen this movie, it's really fucking good. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're about to tell everyone what the monster is and get into some really fucking cool shit towards the end of the movie. And it's um, not a wear deer. No, it's not a wear deer. There were there were no kick. Though I reckon a kick to the nuts would have made. I think a kick to the nuts makes every movie. Do you better, like personally. the fa- like? Can I ask you real quick? Do you like the fact that I came up with a a, a creature like a wear deer? I think it was fucking great, man. <laughs> I, I really do. I think it was great. I think it was just like every. You know what I loved about Frankenstein is like. You know, going going back to that, we'll get back to the shed in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make make you wait to find out what the monster is. One of the things I fucking loved about Frankenstein is how nuts it was. Yeah, like, I've been told that just, it's very like, crazy. It's really just like the most unexpected, fun, insane shit. Like you're reading, it, it's just like where dear, okay, fuck it, I'm rolling with it because that just fits with everything else, mm. and that's fucking brilliant. Well, because when we were in, uh, I think it was in Colorado, I just couldn't help but notice, like, you know, when you drive interstate here in Australia, it's watch out for the kangaroos and the wombats. But in America, it's watch out for the fucking deers. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of them. And when you see them, it's amazing. I was in awe of some of the deers that I saw. And when it came to writing to this, I just went, a fucking where deer? 
yeah, like, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just had this crazy idea, a weird idea. Um, but, but it was sort of a homage to Man Bear Pig from South Park as well. Well, it also reminded me of, um, did you ever watch Masters of Horror? Um, not as much as I need to, but I've seen bits of it and what I have seen, I love. Did you ever see uh, John Landis's Dear Woman episode? No, I need to see that. Oh, dude, there's this great. Uh, yeah, I won't spoil it for you, but like, if you ever watch it, like, I, I should oh, thank you later. For I should sure. just give you my box set. Um, <laughs> I should just, yeah, like, let you borrow my box set and watch it. But I there think is it's a. It's on, on my streaming, so yeah. There is a fucking. Like, Dear Woman is such a fun, great episode. Awesome. Um, and there's just a moment in there where, like, this detective's imagining, like, you know, all these possible scenarios. And, yeah, there is a, a where dear moment in there that's just fucking great. You will piss oh, yourself. Oh, excellent. I'm pumped already. <laughs> yeah. And, no, it's cool, man, because, like, even the uh, the Mountain Dew monster that's based on, on the real story, like, when we pulled into this little truck stop it, and uh, it was some buttfuck town on the way to Con- uh, Bol- uh, Denver, Colorado. And it, one thing I noticed was uh, it was a small town. Everyone knew everyone. Everyone was hillbilly. And I walked in and the, the, the soft drink selection in America is just ridiculous. And But there was one fridge that was devoted strictly to Mountain Dew. And it was empty. Every That's second, terrifying. Yes. And every second person that walked in had the front teeth, I swear to God, front teeth missing. They were all picture fucking, picture typical, like just, what do you mean you ain't got the Mountain Dew? You know, like that kind of fucking mentality. I, I remember, man, I remember weirdly seeing a fucking doco or something about mm. that where it's like, Mountain Dew is like Heroin. worse than Coke and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And it's just like murdering the teeth of everyone yeah. in like these sort of rural American towns because they're all like full on hooked on it. Their sugar content in, in America is way higher than Australia. I don't, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's changed since I was there, but fuck me, dude. It would some, it's insane how much sugar's in it. And yeah, from that, like again, you know, inspired, I was like, hmm. These guys are all hooked on Mountain Dew. Of course, a Mountain Dew blob monster. Of course, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's, that's just great. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, side note, done. Um, no, I loved it. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, but yeah, the shed, dude. Uh, do you want to do the honours? Yeah. Do we want to do, um, you know, uh, to paraphrase George Clooney from another great movie, what we're dealing with here is fucking vampires. Damn fucking straight, dude. <laughs> I dug it. Like, that uh, that first man. vampire at the start was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, watching it, like, that, that first moment, I'm just like, oh, fuck me, is this a vampire movie? Yeah. I'm like, is it a vampire movie? Holy shit. Yeah. And then as it goes along, it's just like, it's fucking, yes, it's a vampire movie. Cool. Um, but it was, it was, what was cleverly done about it was the fact that it was a vampire movie not in the traditional sense. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. It was very much a, um, like, yeah, it wasn't, um, you know, your traditional sort of vampires we've come to know them. It was very, mm. a very Nosferatu-ish. Yes. I would say even Salem's Lot-ish. Yeah, very much. Like, you dude, that 
for for me, it's like by the time we get to the end, it's like the Salem's Lot and mm-hmm. Lost Boys mm-hmm. slash Fright Night influences are very, very obvious. Like, yeah, especially with the the gearing up before the big siege. At yes, the house was oh, very was Lost such Boys. Such a nod to Lost Boys. Yeah, dude, and the, right? these are not bad things at all. No, 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 no. Like you, you know, if you're going to pay homage to Lost Boys, you've already won my heart. Yeah. Um, no, I was, yeah. I was very happy with it. And that, that cover of uh, House of the Rising Sun. That was Dude, really how good was that? Nice, man. Yeah, I was I was stoked with that. I was like, yeah. wow, I didn't see this one coming. No, no, me either. I was like, whoa, that's a fucking... I'm just like... Because I first started playing it, I'm just like, I know that track. Yeah. How do I know that track? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I like the slight tweak of the lyrics as well. So mm. I, I, I got a feeling like that was a way of sort of getting away from, uh, you know, making a deliberate cover. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's one of those and it's weirdly, royalty things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weirdly not the first time I've heard that song used in vampire stuff. It seems to be very popular in vampire flicks and TV shows. Because I've heard it used in Kindred um, oh, yeah. and a couple of other things. It's like, yeah. But why not, man? It's a great song. It, well, it's, it's, it, it, it is a great song. It's so haunting. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, this um, yeah, that that's the beauty. Again, you know, we've talked about this a few times, man. The power of music in in film, it's they go hand in hand, and horror, rock and roll, man, it's just yeah, dude, yeah. But um, no, man, that that whole ending like was very like I was like, oh, that's very Lost Boys. Um, and I mean, you know, again, another film where it's like they kill an animal, but the movie's so good. I can let mm. it slide. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was like, oh, come on, not the pooch. Kill that fucking granddad. He's a prick. <laughs> Which they do. And but, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it's like, oh, the pooch had to go first. Not fair. I kind of wish, but, you know, for, for the way the grandpa acted towards the kid, you kind of wish that um, even though we don't get to see him get mutilated, it would have been nice to see him get a little bit of just desserts. Yeah. You know, just, just for, you know, just that little... Fuck yeah, revenge! Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, man, yeah. Uh, everyone loves a, a good dose of revenge in a film. So, I mean, I one of my favorite scenes was where um, the best friend snaps and he's got the gun on the bully. Dude, that like was fucking forcing sick. him into the shed, and the bully's like, "I'm not fucking going in there. What the fuck is in there?" That was such a good scene. And when he's spelling it out to him, P U S S Y. Yeah, that was um, yeah, that was awesome. That was. You know, his performance in that film, um, I can't remember his name, but, dude, he was great. Like, yeah, as, a, as far as best friend characters goes, he was he fucking nailed it. Oh, man, like, and that's that's another thing about this flick is, like, I feel like every performance in this is really good. Like, it's really on point. Everyone nails yeah. their character. Like, mm. um, and, you know, I love, you know, that... that that ending, it's just like, you know, so open to a sequel. Like Definitely. Definitely. Like, there there was like, a few loose ends there, I reckon. Yeah, like I'm just like, oh God, like I just I it's this is like one of those things like Hellfest where it's like, I wish this movie had been seen by more people because yeah. another one could have been really cool. Like it would have been really interesting to see where they go for it. Cause it's like, you know, yeah. 
him and the chick are obviously on the run now. Like... Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I feel like it was like <clears throat> the movie itself. It does open it up for a sequel, but at the same time, too, it feels like it's not like a conventional horror in in the uh, in the story sense. It's like a. It seems to me like it was a random moment in time. So it's like yeah. we've got this time period of the eighties. And it's one of those what if scenarios. Like, what if a fucking vampire was trapped in your shed? It just, yeah. for me, it was kind of like the horror equivalent of ET. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing. For me, for me it was like, I, I very much felt like it was a, a twist on Fright Night. It's like, oh, well, what if the vampire's next door? It's like, well, no, what if you've got it stuck in your shed? Yeah. But yeah, dude, the, the ET analogy totally works. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really dug it. And, and, you know, another thing I liked too, Jake, was the um, some of the nightmare dream sequences were really cool. Yeah, man, they were really well done. Um, particularly the one like... Um, you know, his parents' death, like the first one. Dude, that was that was the best. That was yeah. so good. <clears throat> like, because I didn't see that coming. No, well, me either. Like, it just, it lulls you into, like, thinking it's just, like, you know, this suburban sort of, like, oh, yeah, he's woken up. Typical all-American all I mean, yeah, family you know, shit. Like, yep. the way you've seen a hundred movies start, and then it just takes this really fucking dark turn. Yeah. Where you're just going, like, whoa. Yeah. That was um, um, the other one where he's like, you know, having having the the sex dream with the chick, and it. Oh, you know, that bit with Roxy out. was like, awesome, <laughs> dude. That, that was, was like, whoa. But what I loved about that scene, besides the fact that she came out the way she did, um, yeah. it was uh, she it, was a stone cold fox man. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like the poster, it was like the way she came out of the poster. I mean, t- you know, for a low budget movie. They fucking nailed that moment. Like, yeah, man. It just, I was sucking into going, damn, she really did come out of that poster. <laughs> it was really good. And um, yeah, that was, I, I don't know. I I was very, very impressed with those sequences. Yeah, dude. Like, and um, another one that I loved, like and, and a little moment that I loved was where the bullies are outside the house where they've come back for revenge. And yes, just getting picked off. Mm. Like, yeah, I was like, you know, when they do like it's dragged up onto the roof. It's just oh, like, dude. oh, fuck, and the blood so comes cool. cascading down, like yeah, raining blood. It was so good. I was like, yes, this this is good. This is this we've built up to. And, well, that's uh, the thing, man. It like it builds and builds to this really great payoff, and it does yeah. actually pay off. Like it, it does, it really does. It doesn't leave you hanging. Um, yeah, the, the cop, so well done. Yeah, the cop getting, uh, you know, the cop getting killed in there was great. Like the way yeah. that was done, the arm just getting <clears throat> ripped clean off, and while she's getting, you know, chowed ch- uh, chow down on, it was, it was, that was masterful. Yeah, dude. That that's that's the thing, man. Like it was just every, everything in there was so well built towards, and then really well executed. Um, and you know, like a lot of stuff, like even with the cop, like I honestly thought like the cops going to be on his side. I thought so too for a minute. Like the the way it's sort of built up, it's like you know she's almost like it's like okay, yeah, he's a bit of a troublemaker and all this sort of stuff, but she's almost got a bit of sympathy for him. Yeah, and you know, you kind of get that you know, very big sort of like, yeah, she knows what's going on with the grandfather. Like she knows the grandfather's a bit of a piece of shit, but 
yeah it's like no just cheese lunch yeah that's it man <clears throat> it was um it was quite the uh moment man but like yeah the movie overall just had a really nice ebb and flow to it the soundtrack was cool i liked it i i found the music was you know because this is where i got confused because i thought i think it's in the 80s could be in the early 90s and that's when i when i heard the music i kind of went this could be early 90s yeah so I, I don't know i was a little bit yeah it's not a big detail for me but I, yeah, I was a little bit confused with the timeline to a degree, but I loved all the the nods to old technology with the cassettes and you know all the the Walkmans and stuff. It was great. Yeah, well, it's kind of um, <clears throat> it's kind of um, the movie. It, it's it's almost a bit anachronistic in ways because it's like there's no definitive time period where it's set in. And like you said, with some of the music, it it does feel very like, Oh, this could be early nineties. Maybe he's just Pavo and still has a Walkman. Like I I still had a Walkman in the early nineties. But then, you know, it's like also some of the fashion is very timeless in so far as like, it's very, you know, this could be eighties. This could be nineties. Like, you know, small town, they're not quite so hip and, you know, a little bit out of step with whatever the current fashion trend is. Yeah, they are a little backwards in small town America. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's like what we talked about last Rat episode with the fashion and, you know, how funny 80s fashion is, seems to be rearing its ugly head, you know. Not that yeah. it was ugly, but <laughs> in this film, you know, you, you see a bit of that as well. And, yeah, I, I don't know, man, I was... It, it was it's, it's kind of a timeless movie of sorts. Yeah, man, it re- it really is. It really feels like, and I I think that works in its favor of insofar as like not definitively like you know having you know the the big letters at the start like you know nineteen eighty six. Yeah, fucking, yeah, you know. yeah. It's just that just seems <clears throat> like such a fucking cliche. <clears throat> mm. But um, yeah, I was I was really impressed with the. When, when we finally got the vampire, uh, just, yeah, it was really cool. And I think the 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 one that looked the best was the the best friend. The yeah. best friend, when he yeah. became vampire, he looked yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, man, yeah. Like, he sold it to me, hook, line, and sinker. Like, this, oh, dude, this yeah, guy absolutely. means he's legit. Yeah. But, um... And yeah, like I said, I just, I loved that character. Like I, I loved like, you know, it, it's like, I just found him very relatable, I guess. Cause it's like, you know, you would be in his situation, like you would be very tempted to abuse that power. Yeah. It was, like, it was very know, interesting. I, I think we all want to think that we'd be Spider-Man in that situation. Yeah. But the fact is we'd probably be more like the Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He really, he embraced his, uh, you know, his transformation. And uh, again, you know, kudos to the, the friggin' actor that played him, man. It was, yeah, dude, it was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, man, that's such, a, such an underrated little gem of a flick. Like, it, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, and I don't know why. I don't know whether it would have done better if they had advertised it as a vampire movie or, you know. But um, I, I felt really pleasantly surprised the first time I watched it going in because it's like I literally just thought like I saw a trailer, thought 
okay, this looks kind of cool. Like, you know, mm. whole monster in the shed thing. And I honestly felt really like, I can't remember the last time I've been so pleasantly surprised by a movie, yeah. like going into it, not really knowing anything and just going, Oh shit. I didn't know this was a vampire movie. Cool. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it, it seemed like the, the vampire aspect of it was secondary to, to the actual film. And yeah, it, it was, um, I don't know, it, when it all came together, it was just so well done. Yeah. I loved <clears> it. <throat> yeah, and no, it was good. The shed, the shed is well worth checking out. Oh, man, absolutely. Yeah, like, like uh, yeah, I knew you'd dig it, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, like, like I said, it just, it really comes together well it's like it's a great cast it's a fun little story um yeah like we said you know it touches on some sort of deeper issues and stuff and has some you know interesting things to say about that um Mm. and yeah it also happens to be a cracker of a little vampire story with some really great nods to some of the classics which you know i mean yeah you know not is it the best movie in the world probably not but it's a damn good time and it's really fun to watch. And, you know, uh, it's just one of those little, yeah, like I said, it, it feels like it could have been made in the eighties. Like it has that style of filmmaking about it. It I does. Guess. It'd be kind of cool to see like a retro version of the trailer. Yeah. You know, was to do, you know, like that, that famous um, voice actors, voiceover dudes voice going, do you dare enter the shed? Yeah. You know, like in this small town, one boy has something in his shed. What could it be? <laughs> Do you dare Billy enter a secret? <laughs> <laughs> Roxy wants to know what it is. <laughs> From the makers of Toy Story and Aliens <laughs> comes the shed. <laughs> yeah, got, someone's, uh, got, someone's got to do that there's got, yeah. there's got to be some intrepid soul on YouTube that I can uh, annoy <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's out there dude it's kind of it, it's yeah I'm with you man it's in terms of horror movies it's not reinventing the wheel it's not bringing anything remarkably new to the table it's just a good horror film well and I guess it yeah. feels like I, 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 I've really started liking vampire movies where the vampires are back to being monsters um like i you know man i love interview with the vampire i love dracula i love the romantic you know broody vampire stuff like i I dig all that shit but also i got a little sick of it being the only vampires we got to see yes you know and you know by the time like you know twilight rolled around it was just like oh come on just stop yeah i feel yeah i feel like there's um there is room and a capacity for us to see some great vampire movies again and i think i saw a trailer for something new coming uh there's a trailer called from okay and it it was it's on youtube now and it's just called from and um yeah, and, and the, the trailer, like, I won't give too much away, but fuck it. It was like this little girl here's a knocking at her window. It's very Salem's lot. That's all I'm going to yeah. say about it. But, um, dude, um, 
what happens is pretty dang cool. And I was oh, cool. like, oh, cool. This uh, vampire film, huh? All right, yeah, cool. bring it on. So, I mean, I do feel like there's been a little bit of a renaissance in the monster vampires over the last few years. Um, <clears throat> did you see uh, Midnight Mass? No, but I need to. Oh, dude. Um, yeah, you really need to. Um, yeah. Because, you know, not giving anything away, but no. it's um, Mike Flanagan, who I fucking love. He's great. I've listened to a few podcasts <clears throat> interviews with him, and he's oh, the dude. dude. He's, he's so fucking talented. And, yeah. you know, you, you've, you've heard him on podcasts. It's no surprise he loves Stephen King. Well, Midnight Mass is his take on a very, very famous Stephen King story, and let's leave it at that. Yeah. No, it's it's great. That like, we may or may not have spoken about in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Um, another another good one in recent times. Have you seen Chapelwake? No, I haven't yet. That's the prequel for Salem's Lot. Great. Very yeah. good. Very good series. And um, uh, I'm really bad with actors' names tonight. Brody. Uh, that Oscar winner dude that was in Predators. Oh, Ad- Adrian Brody. Yeah. Adrian Brody. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's great in it, man. Like he, you know, he plays the the beloved father that's uh, inherited the the family estate, and uh, you know, fucking vampires. That's all I gotta say, man. And cool. But the the again, you know, it's a series that builds up to when all hell breaks loose and the shit hits the fan, you know. So. Yeah. But um, no, it was good. It was good. Yeah, so, Midnight, Midnight Mass is very much the same. It's like, mm. it's, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's a slow burn. I'm like, well, it is and it isn't. Because like, you know, by around about episode three or so, you've pretty much like twigged to what's going on unless you're a complete numpty. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, by about episode three, you're just going, is this what I think it is? And then by episode four, you're going, it so is. Yeah. No, I feel I'm with you, man. There's definitely a a resurgence of the vampire folklore coming back. And yeah, well, like I said, man, I I really just love the monster ones. Like I I dug it in 30 days of night. Like, Mm. you know, it was like, okay, no, it's nice to just see vampires that are just like fucking monsters that are just like, no, they don't want to like, you know, gently like, yeah, you and suck the blood from your neck while they're like bringing you flowers and shit. It's like no, they just want to rip the top of your head open, yeah, and drain you like a fucking juice box. And and I love that sort of shit because it's like sometimes, and you touched on this earlier. Sometimes we don't need all that excessive drama. Sometimes we just want the fucking monsters to be just that. Yeah, you know, and movies like that are exception that deliver on that promise. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, yeah, we need to see more of that. Well, that's that's sort of um, you know getting getting back to, but uh, we'll come back to vampires in a sec because there is something I do want to ask you about whether you saw it or not this week. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what I really wanted to do with cigarettes and silver bullets. I kind of got sick and tired of like monsters being like, oh, I don't want to be a monster. It sucks. It's so horrible. Blah 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 blah. blah. It's like, it's like no man. My werewolves fucking love being werewolves. They have it's the best thing that ever happened to them they're having yeah. the time of their lives um because it's like i don't know i guess like when you're a monster fan you just sort of think like i don't know i kind of think that might be kind of cool like mm. Mm. like i 
could probably think of, you know, a bunch of people I'd be happy to eat, you know, and, you know, we, we live in a world of, you know, the Republican Party and, yeah. you know, One Nation. So yeah. it's like, well, I don't know. I could, I'm pretty sure I could get a few <laughs> years out of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm good with that. Well, like, it's like, um, like my werewolves <laughs> in Frankenstein, you know, I, I took two of the notorious gangs of LA, the Bloods and the Crips, and turned them into werewolves. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that was just great. <laughs> um, I don't, I can't explain why and how, but it just happened. So, but uh, uh, but man, yeah, they're hey, the same. They in, love being in, werewolves. In 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 the uh, immortal words of Empire Records, who knows where ideas come from? They just appear. <laughs> they really do, man. But uh, yeah, man. What, what's your your vampire thing you want to? Um, have you seen the pictures of? Nicholas oh, Cage's Dracula. Dude, the fucking smile that just pierced across my face when I saw that image. Dude, I was so right. excited. Dude, oh. You know, there's already an action figure that's made of, of him already. I saw that, which I think is great. Which um, I <laughs> saw uh, the toy company behind that Super 7 on God's, is it Guitars and Monsters? That uh, that new TV series that premiered on Gibson TV. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I watched that as well. And yeah, Piggy D um goes to the uh, Super Seven dudes headquarters, and yeah, so I got to see you know you get to see where where all this shit comes from, and it's amazing how fast they came up with a Dracula doll of Nicolas Cage, mm. like Nicolas Cage is so Dracula. <clears throat> Like, like yeah, I'm I'm so there for it. It gave me big dark shadows vibes. <laughs> dude, I was I was just in, in love with it. I just went, Man, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. It's Nicolas Cage has fucking Dracula. Come on. This Man, is gonna be good. Dude, I I I I, I love Nicolas Cage. Like the thing is, I heard a great quote where it's like every movie Nicolas Cage is making in his head is awesome. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately not every movie that Nicolas Cage is in lives up to the movie that's in Nicolas Cage's head. Well, because like the thing yeah. I love about Nick Cage is like, he will rock up and give a fucking 110% no matter what. He's always, in. always. Um, and yeah, it's like some stuff is just batshit insane and out there. Yeah. And some stuff is really good. Uh, there was that one that he did a couple of years back called Pay the Ghost. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Oh, dude. Man, it's re- it's a really good, solid little horror flick. Like, save it for a, a rainy night. Like, it's okay. a missing, missing kid sort of movie. But, like, yeah, there's I've, a whole I've, lot I've of seen supernatural. seen it floating around. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot of supernatural stuff in there. And, like, this really crazy mythology that's built up around it nice. dude it's really fucking good i was nice. so pleasantly surprised with it yeah that that's cool i mean i i'm intrigued by this movie that he's going to be in i mean renfield it's like it's all about the fucking assistant to dracula like he's i don't know i'm i mean i color me intrigued i'm very i'm very curious to see where this goes oh, dude i'm 100 percent down for it because i think i think nicholas holt's great the guy that's playing renfield like he's he's pretty good in most stuff i've seen him in yeah um, like and 
he can he's got a bit of range too because i mean it's like you look at him in like you know the x-men flicks where he was beast and then you look at him in like stuff like warm bodies where he was yeah. a zombie and uh fury road like the dude's got a bit of range yeah and i mean nick cage's dracula is just so fucking such a great idea it's like he's gonna bring a great presence to it yeah well i mean you know, you can do Dracula very fucking dramatic and over the top. And it's like, yeah, I'm just so curious to see what he does with that character. Mm, absolutely. Were you um, a little little side sort of step here? Were you, were you a fan of the, the recent Dracula series that was on Netflix? Did you see uh, that? The Stephen Moffat one? Yeah. See, I was with it for a bit. But I kind of did you I get confused towards like the latter part of it when it went all modern day? Yeah, like when it went all modern day, I was like, um, why? Like, I feel like I need to watch it again because when that happened to me, I was watching it just going, I don't know why this is happening. I can see why they're tr- what they're trying to do, but I just had a real hard time wrapping my head around the. Just the why of it. Yeah. Well, see, man, I watched it off the back of... Did you ever watch the Jonathan Rhys Myers NBC Dracula series? No. That's another one I need to watch. Dude, it was... I See, I, okay, so I watched the first episode of that years ago when it came out, and I fucking right. hated it. I hated it. I was right. like, this is shit. What the fuck are you doing? And I hated it because I didn't realise what they were doing with it. And it's basically a really interesting retelling of Dracula where they've changed a few elements, modernized it just a little bit Mm -hmm. um, and done some really fucking interesting stuff with it. And I ended up getting it really cheap on Blu-ray with like a bulk pile of movies that I got off someone. Nice. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a watch. What the fuck? Like, yeah. And, Dude, I really fucking love it. I think it's great. He does such a great Dracula. He's a good actor. Yeah, man. And they they bring a lot of really interesting stuff to it, like in terms of like, you know, this uh, cult that's basically hunting Dracula that have really wronged him and stuff like that. They managed to make him a sympathetic character, but still a complete fucking monster. Wow, that's cool. Um, and they do some really cool stuff with Renfield. Like they... Renfield's like not just like you know the cackling madman like he's like Dracula's muscle through the day mm. um and they do they do some really great stuff with it so I was coming off that which I just finished and was really really impressed by and then watched the new one and I was like I'm just not uh, there's bits of this that I really like, but I'm kind of like, you know, I mean, I love the stuff where he's outside the church and he's taunting the nuns. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all look Dracula being an asshole to religious people. I'm hundred percent there for it. <laughs> I'm like, there's this perverse, naughty little child in me. That's just like, yeah, I'm kind of cool with that. Um, but yeah, I just, I felt there was some stuff in there where I'm like, like, I think my big beef with it was, like, I have always thought a movie made about the final voyage of the Demeter could be so cool. 
Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, just an entire movie set on that boat with Dracula slowly picking off the crew, you know, the crew turning. It could be basically the thing with Dracula in it, you know, but on a fucking boat. Like, you know, the crew are turning on each other. People are dying and disappearing. They don't know who to trust. All this sort of shit. I thought that could be so cool. And then they sort of did it with that TV series. And I was really unimpressed with it. I was like, oh, you took what could have been such a cool idea and made it kind of boring. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why is Dracula, like, kind of talking to this chick? Like, this is not how I viewed this thing going down. Yeah. And again, that could be just kind of my expectations and my thoughts is like, oh, this could be so cool. It's like, oh, you did something different than what mm. I thought would be cool. And now I think it sucks. Yeah. I don't know. It's, a, it's weird. It's weird. It's um, I'm the same. I'm the same, dude. I kind of want to give it a rewatch and really sort of retry it with fresh eyes and not so many expectations. Yeah, I feel like you have to sometimes. Yeah, you know, any any movie is worth watching a second time just to just to pick up those little things that you might have missed. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And I, I I I always think like you know, even if I don't like something, like it's like no, I'm going to give this another try without any expectation because it's so hard to go into a movie with no expectations now mm, it like it, or a tv show like well that, so that's much stuff is like overhyped yeah and, like, that's where my head's at at the moment with morbius this week i'm like mm. that i really 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 want to like it for for many reasons being a morbius fan but um yeah when i saw the sony logo behind it i was you know it makes me a little nervous because you know, having seen what they've I'm, I'm really hoping it's good because it's like it's Morbius, and I've wanted to see a Morbius movie since like 1992. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's Jared Leto who I absolutely love. Yeah, um, he doesn't make shit movies. Yeah, not that I'm aware of anyway. But no, like... well, I've I've liked everything, but it's like, but then I'm like, I'm seeing, I'm I'm, I'm convinced I'm only going to get one of this, even if it's good, because I'm seeing so many reviews. It's like, oh, it's crap. It's like, oh, look, critics hating a Jared Leto movie. Oh, yeah. Suicide Squad all over again. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like if it's going to go downhill, it's going to be probably due to, uh, you know, similar to what happened with Venom the first time. Like, I mean, Venom wasn't a complete shit film, but it was like, dude, you've got established villains use some of those guys and i feel like yeah. something like this will happen in morbius i feel like we're going to be deprived of a decent um you know known villain we're just going to get some i don't know some schmuck yeah i don't know that, that's my fear yeah well that i mean that's the thing I, I i feel like it's so yeah like we've talked about before man i feel like it's so weird that sony are trying to build a spider-man universe without spider-man yeah, and it's it's interesting because, you know, there's the excitement about the Morbius trailer where we see Michael Keaton, um, Vulture, yeah, you know, in there. We see the poster of, uh, you know, the, the, that cartoon poster of Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either him or Maguire, yeah, but it's definitely yeah, one of the previous ones. Yeah, so, and, and there's the talk of the multiverse. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. And, um, you know, I, I'm not expecting a 10 out of 10 performance, but, you know, I, the trailer looks all right, so it can't be total shit. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, I'm looking for Look, I love the character and I love 
Jared Leto. And I think Matt Smith is the bad guy in it. Mm. Um, and he's usually pretty good. Not that we've seen that outside of Doctor Who because, mm. you know, for some reason he was in a terrible Terminator movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Genesis was so fucked. I oh, I can't so believe much. you just said that out loud. Oh <laughs> god, uh, it just brought back so many bad memories. I hated. I, I think we've got to do a Terminator dive one of these days, man. Because it's like, oh yeah, we have Terminator to. is like to me. Terminator is like Aliens and Predator. It's like it's such an easy thing to get right, and you keep. Fucking it up so much. Yeah, why? I, I just, uh, I'm just dumbfounded. Why? Like, I mean, everything's there. Like, everything's there, set in stone. Like, fucking James Cameron, fucking laid down the foundations with number two. Number one gave us this fucking dark future. I, I don't know, man. Genesis, why? Because I mean, I look. I the thing is, it's like I think. I think the original Terminator, and this kind of fits in because uh, I'll die on this hill. I think the original Terminator is a fucking great horror movie. It is. Like, it it's really a horror is, movie. right? It's a slasher movie pretending to be a sci-fi action movie because it's like Unstoppable Killer stalks girl. Yeah, it's sci-fi horror of the, yeah. of the best standard. Um, exactly. The stalker, the fucking... Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's Halloween with a cyborg, you know. Yeah, um, you know, like num- that, that's number. Just, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, you go, you go. I was gonna say, like that scene where he, you know, uh, fucking that that family answers the door and he goes, "Are you Santa kind of? And she's like, "Yeah," and kick, and he just kicks the door. Yeah, you know, like shit like that. It's like, dude, it's fucking horror, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, dude, absolutely. The scene where he breaks into the apartment and kills her roommate and yeah, every, like. Yeah, dude, or, or where the fucking endoskeleton's like reaching at her through the press, trying yeah. to like claw her face. It's like it's a horror movie. He's it's digging a his fucking, film, kids. he's digging his eyeball out with a scalpel, and yeah, you know, yeah, like like I mean, he's the violent it, beatdown of the the fucking bikey gangs. Yeah, you know, like come on, man. Like, I mean, as a kid, I always thought the Terminator was a horror movie. Like, I yeah. never thought it was a sci-fi action. I as a kid, I saw, like, I remember going to, like, Big Al's restaurant in Newcastle, mm. and they used to have movie posters on the wall because they were across the road from the mm. cinema. And, like, dude, they had the Terminator poster there, and I, I would just stare at it convinced it was a horror movie. It was like, you know, and it had that great text, like, the, you know, it's unstoppable, it cannot, it doesn't feel pain, blah, 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 blah. And you're just, like, going, whoa, that looks fucking bad. Right. Yeah, it was. And um, like, yeah, it number was good. T- number two is like a perfect action adventure movie. Like, and it's like you've got two great genres that you could mash up and do something cool with, but you give us like all this crap where like that disregards everything the first two did. It's like, oh no, now John Connor's an evil fucking cyborg, and Judgment Day is inevitable, even though like. All of Terminator 2 was like basically like beating you over the head with a mallet going no faith but what we make for ourselves. Yeah. And you just got going, oh, just why, dudes? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Like, why? Yep, that's it, man. When it's like you've literally got 
the perfect template for a Terminator trilogy, like just sitting there with no one using it. Which, yeah, I know. I'm it's, just like, do the future war. Hello? Future war. It's not hard. Yeah. No, it's been good. Um, fuck it. Jakey, the fucking Oz Comic Con experience rocked. Oh, dude. Yeah. Shed, such, such a great rock. How, how was your panel? Oh, my panel was fun, dude. Uh, yeah. The turnout was respectably good. Um, cool. Just shy, probably four or five people. I, I, it was, yeah, it was, it was shy, just shy of the crowd, the audience we had at our panel. So, yeah, cool. um, you know, for, I mean, for, well, that's for me, good odds because, like, you know, what there was like, you know, ten of us and one of you. So, it's yeah. Like, well, I, I statistically expect, speaking, you came out ahead, dude. I didn't expect people to turn up, to be honest. You know, like when you see, you know, when you see the the list of what's going to be on, and you see this freak productions, my crazy creative journey. You know, the average person's going to look at that and go, "Okay," you know, like I get it. But um, yeah. man, I had some, I had some good people there, um, parents with their kids, and oh, cool, yeah, and you know, uh, gave away some goodies and got people asking questions and. It was cool, man, and I I really enjoyed the experience. And I, again, you know, massive thanks to Oz Comic Con for making it possible for people like myself and and yourself and Kim and uh, you know us indie creators out there fucking giving us a chance to speak on the platform. Oh, dude, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's such a good, and it just like yeah, man. You know, even if like one or two people. Uh, interested in what we're doing. I mean, I, dude, I was the same. I was like thinking, like, oh fuck, is anyone going to show up for our panel? Like, are we going to be like be staring at like three people in the audience, and one of them's my girlfriend? That can't happen. <laughs> that can't happen. <laughs> and you know, I'm just going to be like texting her under the chair at the stage, going, "Can you just ask a question, please? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Please just ask something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, please, baby, don't let me down." Yeah, <laughs> but. No, man, it was really good. And, you know, it's just like one of those things where it's like, even if like one or two people are like walk away from, you know, the panel and everything, like being interested in what we're doing, it's like, cool. Well, they might tell someone and they might tell someone and 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 so on and so on. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And so on. um, Oh, dude. It all comes back to Wayne's World. It does. You know, man, it's just, it's such a good platform for all of us to like, you know, peddle our wares and get some, get some awareness out there, so to speak. And I really hope, uh, you know, as, as great as it is to see the conventions coming back, I hope that this love for, indie community continues and i hope that um there are continued opportunities for indie creators um like us to you know be able to speak to an audience i i think it's it's important you know oh, like, dude, for sure as much as it's cool to have you know the international guests um do their thing which is fucking awesome um i can't wait for you to experience that that's always fun but it's just as good to have someone from your own backyard talk about something created in your own backyard i think oh dude yeah for sure Mm. sure. it so is yeah and and you know i walked away from this weekend once again just you know 
happy as chappy knowing that um, there's a lot of talent in this great state we live in and in this great country. So, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, same. Like, yeah, just everything, like, yeah, from, from you know, see, seeing the cosplayers to, you know, seeing some of the other artists and stuff like that and, you know, see, seeing the, the, the bike club team and, you know, the, the Obscure Files team. and yeah. It just everyone, man, was just like so cool, and it's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, man, like just go out there and conquer the world, guys. You deserve yeah. it. And and that's what's the great thing about these conventions coming back. It get um, the more of these events that come during the year, um, which looks like you know we've got Supernova twice this year in in Queensland. We've got Oz Comic Con back in September. It's fucking great. Like, and there's also. Uh, Madman Anime Festival event in May as well. Oh yeah, you know. So there's there's a bunch of cool stuff coming up and potential opportunities for indie creators to get involved. And yeah, I think it's fucking great. And and again, you know, more opportunities for cosplayers to get out there and have some fun and people to have these activities to look forward to that. You know, a lot of these people live very sheltered existences. So this is a big deal for a lot of people out there. Yeah. And, and you know, just a, a great opportunity for everyone to just, you know, like you said, like, you know, if people sort of feel like they can't let their freak flag fly, you know, Monday to Friday, it's like, it's such a great opportunity for people to just go out. It really and is. Just be themselves, be as silly as they want to be or as dorky or whatever, like, yeah, you know, dress up as whoever you want, fucking dance, mm-hmm. you know, be a nerd. What? And do it in an environment where everyone's just like, yeah, cool. That And that's what I love about it. And, and everyone's just, like you said before, everyone's so approachable to one another. Like, um, yeah, I mean, no one's perfect, but yeah, for the most part, fuck me, dude. Like, everyone's super cool to each other. Like, yeah. I mean, I did see a couple of dudes today, you know, getting their kicks out of, you know, being a bit smooth with some people. But I was just like, ah, oh, look, you, you can always count on at least one or two of those types of people turning up to yeah. these events. But man, it was, you know, it was all in good fun. It was all tongue in cheek. So, you know, I'll, yeah. let, it, I'll let it roll. But <laughs> man, it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's fucking cool, man. And it's, it's the kind of inspiration that leads to, you know, for filmmakers, it leads to creating movies like The Shed, you know, like, well, yeah, that's how it all happens, dude. I mean, and one one thing I thought was great was, um, and I, I didn't even know this happened, and you know, I won't I won't waffle on for too long because no, you're right. The out the hour is drawing late. It um, is. It is. It's um, one thing I thought was fucking cool was hearing how Kim got Josh involved in Bike Club and the fact that they met <laughs> at a concert. Yeah, your concert, no yeah. less. Um, oh, I, dude, I I thought that was fucking rad. Yeah, it was it was very touching, man, because he was such a shy dude to me. Like, I, I um, yeah, that was really weird, and I, I guess I, I thought that was super cool that um, that little piece of trivia came out in the open. I was like, dang, dude, like I, I was a little bit taken back by that. Oh, oh, dude, I thought that was so cool, and I mean, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you're at uh, fucking Comic Con and stuff like that. It's like you know you can see 
all these cool cosplayers mm. and you know just yeah like you know that, that's it's an opportunity where it's like you know if you're a filmmaker and it's like you know you're cruising around and you see these people it's just like hey dude you've got a fucking awesome look like i'm doing mm. this thing you want to you want to jump on board like you know it's, it's just i don't know it's just it's one of those like uh you know environments where you feel like you know little little bits of magic like that could happen yeah i agree it's it's very special man and and again you know it's it's the kind of thing where if you if you're an aspiring creator all the more reason for you to go to these sort of things because you never know the sort of people you're going to strike a conversation with well i mean that's what i said on like i I said it on facebook and on insta today and it's like i i really do feel like any aspiring creative person should fucking go to your panel and watch you talk because it's like you know man your your creative output is fucking great and like (laughs) you know if i wasn't a bit of jaded asshole who's been in this industry way too long and you know has had his spirit broken by the world i would want to go and hear someone like you talk because it's like i mean dude you you've got the band you know You've got the, the writing gig for Obscure Files. You've got Frankenstein. You've got, you know, your Fury stuff that you're working on. Like, you know, like you, you are the type of person that like your creative output would be really inspiring to people because it's like, you know, you know, you, you're, you're a fucking 20 something. It's like, oh, I want to write. I want to do all this stuff. Oh, I fucking, yeah. I live in Queensland. I can't do it because, yeah. you know, you can only do comics in America and rah, 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 rah. It's like, and, you know, here's this fucking dude that's like in a kick ass band and is fucking out there just putting his awesome shit out into the world. And that's fucking great. Yeah. Like, thanks, that's, man. That's the kind of person that, like, you know, young kids should be listening to and stuff like that about mm. creative stuff. Cause it's like, Look, it's one thing to go and hear someone like Tom Taylor or, um, you know, like fucking Chris Mark Claremont, Wade or, yeah. Mark Wade, fucking yeah. Jeff Johns, you know, Scott Snyder, any of these guys. It's one thing to go and hear them talk because it's like, well, you know, they've they're in a country or a city or something where it's like, yeah, you can go to fucking the Joe Cubert college or whatever. Yeah. It's quite another to hear someone doing it. It's like, Hey, look, I've got two issues of a comic out. I've got a fucking trilogy of novels. I'm in this fucking awesome band. I'm writing on this TV show. It's quite another to hear someone like that go. Yeah, I did this. I'm still doing it. I'm just like you kind of thing. And be like going, Holy fuck. Like, Hey, it's possible. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and that was the, that was the thing, man. Like my goal of my panel today was not so much to brag about everything that I'm doing. It was more to say, look, if you've got a dream or an ambition, just go for it, dude. And, and I said to people today, I I said, age is irrelevant, whether you're 12 years old, whether you're, you know, 21, 40, 50, 60, whatever. If you have a great idea, a great idea is just that, a great idea. It's up to you to take that great idea and do something with it. And I just put the idea out there and I, I explained to everyone how I did it. I, and uh, there was a few pe- there was a couple of people that said, um, I didn't consider that option. I, I might actually try and do that because I said to people, I said, man, this isn't my idea. Uh, and no one else can do it. I just went, this is how I did it. And if you want to do it, go for it. And yeah. please 
let me know you did it because I want to fucking sing your praise and, and share your awesomeness with the world too. So yeah, fuck yeah, man. You know, and I said that, you know, it's, it's about building community. It's about fucking, you know, surrounding yourself with a network of good people that inspire each other. And, you know, we all want to be the best we can be. So, you know, yeah. And, uh, we, we get to do that on this podcast, man. It's cool. Yeah, exactly, man. I freaking, I, I love it, man. It's cool. It's, it's cool that we get to talk shit about our favorite stuff. And, um, yeah. yeah, it is. It, it and it's, it's even it's, it's, it's even cooler. Cool. It's even cooler when you know you get the one or two people that listen to the show. And again, you know, I don't I don't keep count of fucking listeners, but man, it's it's cool to know that there's people listening to us. So yeah, well, that's exactly it, man. It's like you know, I'm 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 grateful for every listener we've got. <laughs> yeah, dude, and it, and it only gets better and better. I mean, we're only what episode two and into our Freaky Fridays. Um, and yeah, dude, and, and we got rad the next day. It's fucking yeah, life's good, man. Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. I, I have actually like I do know that there's a few people out there listening, um, like which is kind of surreal. Um, like you know, I, I know a, a couple of the people I'm seeing like listen, and some just like yeah, but you guys have to. Um, yeah, because you love me, so mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you you don't want to crush my spirit, and I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but um, no, there's actually a few people like um, someone suggested we uh, cover Next Mutation, Ninja Turtles Next Mutation on Rad. You know what? I was actually thinking that I was reading some uh, some more '90s horror comics like Blaze and uh, um, fucking uh, some other shit. But I, I yeah. saw advertisements for. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal and and uh, the, the the video games and I went oh yeah Ninja Turtles yeah. oh dude we could we could totally do a Turtles deep dive because yeah yeah the ninety the the nineties movie was perfect yeah um, you know by the time we got to the last two movies I was not a fan <laughs> we don't need to go there we can just like. The OG is fucking great. Oh, the the the, the, the originals is fucking great, and I've I've got shit tons of trivia on that. Like, cool, big, cool, big turtles fans in this. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, that's cool. And we can talk about all the the cool merchandise and stuff that was around it too. Oh so. fuck yeah, man! Yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah. Another another bubble gum card conversation. Oh on the yeah, way. oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I think I think we've covered it tonight i think on this i think one. we have we sort of bounced around a bit and yeah uh, we had but, you some know, fun it's uh it's all it's all good general horror stuff so boys and girls what did we learn from this episode we learned that oz comic con is a fucking great event and that everyone should go to it period um we learned that the shed is a fucking rad horror movie what else did we learn jake um we learned that you and i can be on stage together and behave like semi-functional adults it is possible for two grown men to be on stage and not drop any f-bombs yeah. miracles can happen kids like yeah like i said the other days like believe in miracles it's, believe it's in miracles yeah exactly it's, yeah. it's not just a weird tagline for the original crow movie no um <laughs> what else do we learn oh man we i don't know we we learned that you and me make uh, are making cool comics. And, I feel like and the real it. lesson is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I think so too, man. Uh, you know, friendship's key, and it it just inspires us to be better people. Like, um, you know, not not so much being like fucking 
man of the year or anything. It's just more about just, I don't know, just, you know, when someone says, hey, you're doing something cool. Yeah, man, I want to do something cool too. Yeah, well, fucking, fucking do it, man. So, yeah, we're, we're all pushing each other to do great things. And I think that's fucking more power to us. Fuck yeah. And I think the other lesson is that, like, you know, really being a monster would not be that bad. No. And and for God's sakes, if you come across a weird deer in a dark alley, just kick it in the dick. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, it's, it's a short way to take him out. It's like a silver bullet. It really is. <laughs> On that note, Jake Rudy, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure as always. Dude. As always, dude, as always. And uh, I will talk to you very, very soon for this week's episode of Rad. Rad. Yes. Till then, stay freaky and, uh, yeah. Like, man. subscribe. Yes. Do show, all the cool show things. Us, show us some love. Fuck yeah. All right, man. Adios, Adios amigos. brother. I'll talk yeah. to you soon. All right. Bye. And that wraps up episode two of Freaky Fridays. Hope you boys and ghouls enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it. It was a good one. It was a long one. And it was a fun one. We learned something about a new horror movie that we haven't heard of. The 2019 classic, The Shed. Not so much a classic because it wasn't that long ago, was it? But after the last couple of years, everything feels like ages ago, doesn't it? We also talked about uh, our big love of Oz Comic Con. It's great to see comic conventions coming back strong. So uh, here's to more. And here's to more opportunities for indie creators like Jake and myself to have a chance to get up and uh, share some love and wisdom with all you budding creators out there. If you enjoyed this episode and the ones before it, as well as our Rad podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button. It's the rad thing to do. It keeps us rad. It keeps you rad. It keeps this world rad. And uh, go check out Freak Productions. Check out some of the books there. Support the good cause. There are more books coming and uh, definitely needs your support to make it happen. So jump on there and support the cause. Uh, Other than that, guys, have a great week. I hope you all stick around for Saturday morning rad. It's always a rad time. Until then, stay freaky, my friends.